you know, and someone, someone that, that has, you know, really kind of negative on the, on the home market in the comments, uh, the past several weeks, um, you know, are we bullish in the auto market? Yes, but it's a long-term bullish, you know, short-term. Yes. We are saying that prices are going to, you know, that even, uh, Greg was just saying that that list to sell price is going to come down. He thinks even 95%, um, but in the long term, we're highly bullish on the Ottawa market and Canadian real estate as a whole because of the statistics that we've been uh, mentioning. And that's looking at historic numbers and the statistics of what the government's bringing to the country, where our income is at, where our supply is at, and where the demand is at. And I think you need to look at it at that long-term horizon and not just the short term. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. He's back. <laughs> it's the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell. I'm here with David Warren. And uh, we like talking about real estate, mortgages, whatever else we want to talk about. I am one of the, uh, the owners of Referral Mortgages. I'm also a mortgage agent. Uh, I'm joined with Greg Campbell. He is the managing director and a realtor at the Agency Ottawa. The Agency Ottawa. And uh, Greg, or sorry, David Warren. <laughs> we got two Gregs here today. Uh, David Warren is also with us. He is a owner and mortgage agent at Referral Mortgages. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. Hey. Happy to be back. An extra welcome to Greg. Yeah, touring. Doing a little tour right now. Yeah. I, should, I shouldn't say happy to be back in Ottawa. I should say happy to be back on the show after two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing uh, quite the tour of Canada there. How's, how's everything going out, out east? Uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, we're in our final spot for Prince Edward Island at Basin Head Beach. Anyone wants to look that up, it's ranked top five beaches in Canada. It's amazing. We spent the day there yesterday. Uh, we're going to be spending another day this week, but uh, it's, it's incredible. So um, no no complaints from me. Been seeing, visiting family, had a little family reunion, and now um, just uh, just rolling, just rolling to uh, back into Charlottetown and meet my cousin for lunch and talk some uh, real estate business. Believe it or not, and um, yeah, been having lots of fun. He's the uh, he's the he's on the road show. He's the road show. I'm the road show, right? Now. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, D- Dave and I actually. Uh, I was going to ask how Dave's weekend was, but we spent Friday night together bowling. Did a little rock and bowl with the uh, with the office, some of our agents. It was pretty fun. Haven't done that in many years, and uh, went to West Park Bowl, which is actually right near the agency head office, I believe. Yes, near Hinton. Uh, I think it's the oldest bowling alley in Ottawa, is it not? It is. Yeah. Uh, so we got lots to cover today. Uh, before we get into, it, I just wanted to remind everyone to subscribe. Okay, to like to share, to review, to comment. We always, uh, I always say it at the end of the show and it probably makes a bit more sense to say it now while, uh, while everyone's listening. And we have been getting a lot of comments, which we'll definitely touch on again today, but we wanted to get into the numbers, I think, first and foremost, because uh, we've been seeing some staggering stats as Greg, uh, as Greg referred to them. And if I you think can. we lost. <laughs> so, yeah. So what we're going to do when Greg comes back on is uh, we're going to give you some, some breakdown of the stats. Well, let's get into the comments. So might as well, while we're well, waiting. I think, I think kind of the first and foremost, well, I mean, hopefully Greg uh, comes back before we dive into those comments. Cause I know Greg will appreciate them as well, but um, bank of Canada did raise prime last week. So mm-hmm. obviously that was uh, big in the news. Everyone with uh, any sort of debt or variable mortgage 
uh, obviously noticed that it was a, a historic raise, a increase of 1% hadn't been done since 1998. And we are now one of the highest uh, um, uh, interest rates, Bank of Canada or central bank uh, interest rates compared to uh, all the other European countries, British, Asia. Uh, it's pretty uh, interesting. I'll, I'll share that. But we're sitting now at an overnight rate of two and a half, which puts uh, our um, uh, our actual bank prime at uh, four four seven. So, um, those of you with variable rates, those of you with lines of credit, student credit, student lines of credit are all affected by this. Obviously, you uh, read this in the news, and really, from a number standpoint, it really breaks down to forty eight dollars for every hundred thousand that your mortgage is. If you're on an adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, where your payments increase with the interest rate, uh, you will have, you will see most of them are coming into effect for for August first, uh, and it'll affect you by uh, by forty eight dollars uh, per hundred. So obviously, uh, the intention here is to slow down inflation um, before they kind of normalize the uh, normalize the Bank of Canada Prime uh, again. But that's where we we stand right now, and and the next announcement won't be until. Uh, mid-September. So we'll at least get a, a little bit of a break. The U.S. is uh, set to follow Canada and raise by, uh, by 1% there. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how that parlays to our inflation numbers over the next couple of months and whether they continue to, to soar or whether we can normalize them. So don't yeah, fret. You, this is, a few, uh, uh, sorry, this is what? A few stressful emails. Yeah, people. emails, phone calls. Like I had some people that were calling that you know locked, uh, well, didn't lock in, but took a variable rate in you know January, February, and kind of wondering if it was still still the best option. Like, is this what I should have done? And I was just trying to explain that even even at the rate that they had, they're still sitting in kind of the mid threes, uh, whereas back, back then they would have been kind of locking in at high threes. So they're still, and, and I was kind of, and it's very important to keep in mind that like you have to look at. Uh, you know, if you take any month and extract it from a 60 month term, it's, it's easy to say, oh, well, maybe this is the wrong decision, but you have to look at the full, full body of work, right? You have to look at the full five years and say, well, at the end of the five years, did I come out ahead or did I not? Uh, and as we've seen historically, you know, the data shows that the majority, well, actually, I think always the variable rate has always outperformed the fixed. So I was just trying to say that, you know, even, even myself right now, uh, obviously we don't have a crystal ball in our industry. We don't, you know, we can't foresee what's going to happen as far as like, there's no guarantees the rates are going to come down in the future or go up in the future. It is what it is as of today. And that's all we can advise on. Uh, and, you know, it's a lot of it is kind of speculation based on experience, but even at that time, there was about a 2% difference between the fixed and variable. And today to lock it in, you know, they'd still be locking it in at basically voluntarily as I know we've talked about this and I don't want to you know, bore people with it because we've gone around in circles. But, uh, you know, we've basically, uh, they'd be voluntarily locking in for an additional one and a half percent, which is going to increase their payments. You know, they're worried about their payments increasing, but it's going to increase their payments by another three, four hundred dollars voluntarily just to just to lock that in for that security. So just a lot of those conversations of just kind of figuring out like what is most important to you. Like if you just want that peace of mind, you do not want to think about it anymore, then, then maybe it's worth paying that extra money every month just to not have to think about it. That's That's a personal decision. But in my opinion, you know, from my seat, I still think that the the variable rate, like to, to hold the course with the variable rate is still the best option. And I will say we're both sitting with variable rate mortgages, both Paul and I. We're not, uh, we're, both of us are not on fix. We 
we practice what we preach. I, and, you know, it's something that aside from payments and rate um, is really also considering, you know, and I, I know we've touched on all of this, so we'll, we'll move on, but, uh, but really penalties. Um, there's a reason why the banks don't ca- charge you anything to switch from a variable to a fixed because they know that 66% of people break their mortgage before the five years is up and they know they can get a larger penalty. It works out to be in about nine times the penalty of what a variable rate penalty is uh, on a fixed. So they know that 66% of people are going to break their mortgage and they're going to get a penalty uh, in their pocket of nine times what it would be on a variable. So they don't charge you anything to switch to a variable. You cannot go from a fixed to a variable. And that's solely because there's no benefit. The bank uh, is not taking advantage of that penalty um, on that other side. So um, just something to keep in mind as you're kind of deciding of whether to lock in or, or contact your bank about getting some rate quotes is, uh, you know, do you foresee yourself before your term is up of re- looking to refinance, looking to sell that investment property, looking to sell your property, um, you know, kind of what that odds of breaking your mortgage are, um, because that should really play into it as well. Um but I do, I think we should, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if we'll get Greg back or not. It's unfortunate. We don't have his, uh, we don't have his, his numbers to, to send along to us, but um, you know, I thought, I thought there was one good comment from, uh, I'm in. Oh, there we are. He is on <laughs> out of nowhere. The ghost. Let's see if this works. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we did a little breakdown, or I did a little breakdown of uh, last week's numbers. Again, I know some people don't like this, but I did the classic uh, suburban townhome because that is still primarily the uh, hottest market in the city, east to west. So let's uh, let's just have a quick look at this. And I also, uh, as per your request, um, ran the numbers for the same week of souls in 2019 just to get an idea of the difference in, uh, in numbers so we're going to start with canada uh and again i just did i didn't do canada spitzville and i didn't do barhaven riverside south i specifically did canada barhaven and orleans so canada townhomes right now the average sales price is six hundred and thirteen thousand. uh 98 sales price to list price. We talked about that the other week, uh, that that's dropping down, and I believe that's going to hit 95 in the next uh, couple weeks. Only five sold, only one conditional, and there's 29 active right now. In 2019, there was 10 sold in the same week at an average of 438,000, 103% sales price over list price. So that was the beginning of kind of when things started to get hectic. Now, going on to Barhaven, current average sales price, 600000 97% sales price to list price. Only three sold last week. One conditionally sold, 41 active townhomes. Wow. 2019, 12 sold in the same week at an average of 412000 105% sales price to list price. On to Orleans. Average sales price, 629000 99% sales price to list price. 10 sold last week, three conditionally sold, and 58 currently active. In 2019, the same week, 21 sold. Average of 388000 
102% sales price to list price value. So <laughs> uh, I can just laugh at this, but the amount of active listings right now is insane versus what's selling. And that, of course, as we know, will only cause prices to further decline because the buyers are being very particular about what they want and about where they're spending their money, especially with the interest rates going up. What do you think, boys? Um, yeah, no, of, uh, of just looking at the uh, number of listings, I mean, the, the list to sell price, I think is still, um, you know, I think it's interesting because there's a lot of people that are not, um, they're, they're still listing it over what they should be. Then there's the price adjustments down. Um, I'm sure now with that, the amount of listed on the market that people are, you know, trying to be more accurate uh, as to what that price looks like. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, like you said, of over the next few weeks, how that uh, list to sale price ratio adjusts um, and what, and what strategies, you know, people are using and agents are using for, for their, um, for their listings. I mean, obviously with, with the amount of, uh, of active listings, 58 and Orleans 41 and, and Barhaven, et cetera, um, you know, it's going to take time. And we said it for the last few weeks, you know, certainly list your place first before buying people coming into new builds. I know there's a big, uh, there's quite a big swath of, of, uh, new builds coming to completion in, in the fall in, you know, between September and basically December. So I think there'll be even more, I think some of those people that are, that are uh, coming up for close or have been notified by their builders to close in the fall are going to be listing now. But um, I think, it'll, I think there's, I'm already getting some, some emails from people that are closing in March that are, that are worried about qualifying. So I'll be, I don't know. I think it'll be very interesting over the next little bit, but I know Greg, you were even commenting on some of the posts in uh, on YouTube that, you know, this is all, this is also a lull in the Ottawa market typically Obviously, compared to 2019, it's still, you know, number of listings are, are down and, and uh, all of that are high. But um, what do you see from, a, from this type of time, people on vacation like yourself sitting historically on the sidelines anyways? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Dave. And, you know, that comment on YouTube that I responded to where he thought we were out to lunch talking about the summer being a factor in this at all. And my comment back was, no, like, you know, last year was our first traditional summer market in years. And the average, like the prices did drop, uh, believe it or not, last year for a few months. The sales dropped and then they shot back up again in the fall before going nuts at the beginning of this year. But, um, you know, what's, what's different right now is that there's more listings on in the summer than usual. And there's more coming to market than usual from what I'm, I'm looking at. Like, I mean, the mm -hmm. fact that there's 58 townhomes for sale in Orleans right now, that's, that's crazy. And that's not including town condos. That's actual townhomes yeah. in Orleans, 58. I have one of those for sale and you know, the showings have been minimal and it's amazing. Like it would have flew off the shelf previously. But another thing I wanted to mention is that for a lot of these people who are in a position where, uh, you know, they bought something, they got to move in, now they're trying to sell, uh, and there's a lot who are really trying to push to get that top dollar. They're wasting valuable time by not dropping their price because, uh, you know, this could drop further. 
Now, I did two sales, just to put it into perspective again here. There was one purchase that I did. I negotiated almost $200,000 off the purchase price for my clients. It's a million-dollar property. And then, in turn, I had a listing that was 1.2, and, you know, we, we let it go for almost 200000 less than what we mm-hmm. did. So, you know, the person that bought that house obviously is going to sell it less, but they also paid less. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it, like, you know, we keep talking about a correction. It's all relative. Like there's no, like anyone that's, that's panicking, uh, you know, like we spoke about before are definitely going to be those people, um, potentially closing, closing further down the line on a new build or something. But I know some other people who've also decided that instead of, um, uh, instead of selling their home to move into that million dollar million, sorry, million two or whatever that they bought closing in December, they've decided they've talked to the builder and the builder is allowing them to sell it to someone else if they can find a buyer and they have. So now they've taken their home off the market. They're going to stay where they are and they found a buyer for their new build. That's obviously financially a little bit more, more stable and not as concerned. They're going to take that on. So that was really interesting to hear. Like, and they're just kind of like, they're like, the stress is too much. We just got to end it. And they figured it out. Um, and that's actually a, a seller I communicated with. She's they're, they're working with another agent, but I just thought that was great that they actually kind of just, you know, decided let's just try this and it worked. So, you know, you just got to, again, like we say every, every week, just talk to your professional and figure it out. You know, no sense in panicking. Just know what the numbers are and know what you can do. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, I will say I definitely haven't heard of uh, anyone getting the, uh, the 200,000 off the, the list price yet so you're you're first of that one so um well let let me be let me be clear it's two hundred thousand off but there was a price reduction so okay you know they reduced they reduced by 125 and then we got a 75 off got it so i'm just kind of saying that that would be yeah to get the and i would imagine they had another house they were needing to close on as well exactly exactly yeah yeah i think uh so i'm gonna read one comment that i thought was uh really interesting um from on one of one of last week or on the at last week's episode um you know as people as prices are kind of uh leveling out uh coming down a bit you know a lot of active listings uh and there's been in the news you know constantly about people saying uh well prices are too high i can't afford to buy i can't you know afford these houses prices are coming down, you know, kind of to that point of, you know, are you investigating or setting a plan of what can you afford? And, and I thought this person's comment was, uh, was really interesting. So um, said with respect to why people don't want to jump into the market, it's actually pretty interesting. Having just bought a home in October, a lot of friends have come over to visit, obviously uh, our conversations do often involve home buying. And it seems to me that a huge percentage of people have the perception they can't buy a home, but haven't done any actual research or verification. He says, have you seen a mortgage broker and seen how much you can be pre-approved for? No. Do you know how much, uh, how much you need for a down payment to buy a home? No. Do you have a plan on how you'd save for a down payment? No. Have you done a monthly budget to put money away for a down payment? No. <laughs> He's like, so you're complaining that you can't buy a home, but have literally done nothing uh, to progress towards that goal. Well, prices are so high, interest rates are going up. Whatever excuse, whatever reason. He says, it's like the perception of homes being unaffordable is just a complaining point, but they don't want to put in the significant effort to make it happen. That The result being they can't capitalize on good opportunities because they haven't been saving and planning. 
And I thought this was really a really great point and comment um, that a lot of it is perception. Um, you know, people perceiving that because interest rates are high right now or, or going up and not high historically, but high in the uh, in our short period of uh, time that a lot of people that are first time home buyers looking to buy a home, they, you know, unfortunately, they've maybe gone looking in the market and their rates are at, you know, fixed rates below 2%. And now they're in the fours and fives. So they're, you know, very scared off. But when you have prices coming down a bit, even with interest rates up, your, your monthly payments are actually going to be pretty well the exact same. Um, and so even if you are on the sidelines right now, do the research, speak to professional, get pre-approved, set that roadmap, because it might be something where you might not be in a position to buy right now because you haven't saved for a down payment. So figure out what you can afford right now and set that roadmap so that when you have that down payment is uh, available or know what you can buy, you're, you're ready to go. And whether that's in a year, two years, when rates have come back down, and as soon as rates come back down, the, the demand is going to increase. I mean, there's only the reason why prices are stabilizing and coming down a bit is because interest rates are up and there's a perception that uh, people don't want to get into the market. And so that's the only reason why it's, it's leveling out. But as soon as rates come back down, they're not going to stay high for, they're not going to stay at this high forever. Um, the demand is going to come rushing back for a myriad of reasons. So do yourself a service and, and just speak to a professional to figure out what that qualifying looks like and set a roadmap up. Um, a lot of people are, kind of it is a misconception of what they can't afford or, or what things look like and don't actually ask the questions. They just read the headlines and, and kind of that deter and make that determination based off that. Yeah. I deal with that all the time too, is there's a lot of misconceptions or even something as simple as first time home buyers, you know, maybe thinking that they need 20% instead of, uh, you know, five or 10% for the down payment or people thinking that their maybe credit history has a more of a negative impact than, than it actually does on their ability to get pre-approved. So there's a lot of things, same thing. They have those conversations at a friend's house and Dick was mentioning, uh, you have a conversation like that at a friend's house around the water cooler at work or something, and you just kind of talk yourself out of going through the process. So it is important to actually see what the real numbers look like and what does your personal uh, situation, how does that impact your pre-approval and your ability to actually buy a home if you're wanting to do that. And right now, I know we've said it, but with prices declining, um, you know, this is probably one of the better opportunities in the last couple of years to actually buy a home at a price that you're expecting. People have been waiting for the market to dip and it's dipped. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, again, kind of looping back to that misconception that, um, you know, people also, you know, there's somebody else saying, you know, supply will increase when we weed out the buyer, uh, weed out the investors. Well, right now, Investors still buy whether whether rates are up or down. True investors, but you have the individual mom and pop investors that that will buy their one rental property or their second rental property when rates are low. Absolutely, and we saw that over the past couple of years. That's jumping on an opportunity and being in a position to buy, regardless of the time. There's always going to be investors, and we need investors because we need rental supply out there because the government isn't supplying these. So I know this person made a comment um, of supply increasing when we weed out investors, but we can't weed out investors because otherwise there's not enough rental properties on the market and rents go up. Um, and, and we're starting to see that right now that there, that the rental market is, uh, is increasing in certain markets. Um, you know, there's high competition again in, in places like Toronto and, and Ottawa. I can, Ottawa, I've been reading a lot that, that it's not 
it's not at a, it's not, it hasn't fully picked up yet, but as we're going, getting closer to the, um, to the university season that, you know, it's going to pick up significantly again, because obviously classes are going to be back in person for the first time in two years. And, and all of those international students will be welcome back all of those, you know, mm-hmm. nationally. Um, and so they'll be, you know, coming back to Ottawa and, and those rental properties will be picking up again. And so, you know, really for those type of rentals, those are investors. It's not the government supplying those. So we can't, that's not going to diminish and, and we're not going to go anywhere unless the government start building uh, millions of properties. Um, so, you know, it's not, there's not always, it's not just as simple as, uh, as one, one thing that's going to, uh, you know, solve any of this, but, but really to that point, buyers are sitting on the sideline. We've been talking about it. Greg's even talking about now for his buyers, they're kind of debating what to do with their properties. They're sitting there waiting. And, and even if you read the comments and, and on the YouTube videos, people are sitting there sitting waiting and they're waiting a couple months, a few months, you know, these people will never time the market properly. Nobody can time the market perfectly. Um, but you know, really it's a, uh, it's a marathon and not a sprint. You have to look at it as a 25 year mortgage. You're signing a 25 year amortization or 30 year, look at it that length. So don't look at it like Paul, you just said it of, you know, this one month, um, you know, look at it for that five years for that 25. Are we, you know, and someone, someone that, that has, you know, really kind of negative on the, on the home market in the comments, uh, the past several weeks, um, you know, are we bullish in the auto market? Yes, but it's a long-term bullish, you know, short-term. Yes, we are saying that prices are going to, you know, that even uh, Greg was just saying that that list to sell price is going to come down. He thinks even 95%. Um, but in the long-term, we're highly bullish on the Ottawa market and Canadian real estate as a whole because of the statistics that we've been uh, mentioning. And that's looking at historic numbers and the statistics of what the government's bringing into the country where our income is at, where our supply is at, and where the demand is at. And I think you need to look at it at that long-term horizon and not just the short-term. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, David. <laughs> well, great additional commentary, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said it no. so eloquently. I, I don't think there's much to add there. I do, I do have a couple things to add. You know, it blows my mind. Dave, you nailed it, saying that you know, think of the long term. People panic thinking like, you know, they're paying 5% for a mortgage. They're only paying that for like a short term or whatever. And they think like, you know, that's, that's the end of it. You know, the rates are going to go up. They're going to go down. What happened in the last couple of years historically was, was madness. It was basically free money. Now that we're back to responsible spending, people are panicking. Like they forgot what, what it's like to have a regular interest rate. You know, mm-hmm. people were jumping, jumping, like oh, jumping over everything, just like, oh, 2% below, I'll, I'll pay a million bucks. And then when they can get something at 800,000 and pay 5%, it's like, holy, I'll never, I'm not, I'm not doing that. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me. It's like, dude, it's like, where are you living? Like pe- people need to think the long term. And, and again, with the whole thing with summer, I mean, think about this, you know, the, the comments of uh, th- that comment on YouTube talking about like, you know, the, it's not true. Has nothing to do with summer, or whatever. I got four buyers. I got four buyers now who said they're waiting till fall, and I begged them. I said, just keep watching the market because if you wait till fall, chances are if there's four of you that I'm working with, there's probably four that all these other realtors are working with that are going to think the same thing. And as soon as they all get back to the table, come that second week of September, what's going to happen? You might be back into a bidding war. Who knows? Like we we don't know, but 
I'm just saying, like, all things are aligning to look like that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyways, I like I'm I'm loving this new market. It's a good transition. It's a it's a great correction. Um, there's you know some people have to take a little bit of a step back um, and maybe not get what they were expecting and move on. But I think in the end, you know everyone everybody's going to win. Like you were saying, Dave. Like it's it's Ottawa. We're stable. We're not going anywhere. Um, it's just it's a great opportunity for a lot of people to get in right now. Yeah, and I think the biggest is really um, you know. Like you said, and I said it, it's looking at the long term. Don't look at just the interest rate today. If you're worried, your interest rate being high right now, and you believe we're, we are going to hit a recession and rates going to come back down, take short term money. You're taking it, you know, take a two year, a three year term, or a variable, and so that you can lock in when fixed when the bond rates come back down and 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 the fixed rates associated with it uh, do as well. Um, you know, and and keep in mind that it's you know you're getting into it not just for two years or even five years. You know, this is a place you're wanting to live in or a place that you're wanting to start off with right now and, and move to another place in, in five, 10 years, seven years. Um, yeah. You know, not just this. Uh, don't look at it. This is for, it's a for plan. This it's a plan. Have a plan, everyone. Have a plan. Have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Well, Paul, should we... Uh, now that you got the mood boost, should we jump Paul, into them? I got, I got, I got five today, and they're all pretty damn good. So we should, uh, we'll turn a corner here. Uh, are the girls listening, Greg? The girls, uh, oh, one of them is Savannah. Actually, <laughs> one of them is pretending to be asleep. Anna has been listening. She's driving for the first Great. time on the island. Great. Yeah, we're all, they're all listening. Girls, wake up. Here's the joke. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Number one, uh, I booked a hotel room for my vacation, but I'm not sure about it. I have reservations. That was for Greg. That was for the Campbells. Number two, what are bald sea captains most worried about? Cap sizes. Wow. (laughs) Cap sizes. Uh, (laughs) Number three, the Big Bang always gets me nostalgic. It's a real blast from the past. Uh, number four, what kind of music do balloons hate? Pop music. Pop music. Savvy <laughs> like that one. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, what kind of shoes do frogs wear? Open toed. <laughs> Those are really good. Really good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you. This was uh, this was this felt like a show from 2017 with the uh, with the technical issues and the cutoffs, the choppiness. And the, the choppiness. Right. But uh, Steve will chop it all up. It'll be it'll be magic when it comes out. Yeah, we apologize, it will. people. Steve's just shaking his head in the dark. Don't, yeah, we apologize. Blame it all on Greg. I'm I'm glad I could jump in today. At least that was great. Yeah, likewise, <laughs> likewise. And you're you're not back for another couple of weeks, correct? To the big city. Uh, I don't know. I, I should be on next week, though. I think we're, I, we we may be back in Ottawa at the cottage for next week. So, okay. Well, drive safely, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. As always, shout out to North Brew Coffee. If you go to northbrew.ca, use the promo code podcast. They're going to give you twenty percent off of your coffee order. Uh, shout out to Referral Mortgages. All of our agents, our great operations team. Shout outs to the agency. 
And uh, shout out to Stephen Hopkins, our awesome producer. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, review. And uh, we'll be back. Thanks for listening. See you later. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that. 